Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 251 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing us more of you and your ways. Grant us more wisdom to see who you are, Almighty God. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in John chapter 5. We read about the pool in Bethesda, where the sick waited to be healed. Verse 4 says, For an angel of the Lord went down at appointed seasons into the pool and moved and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after stirring up of the water, stepped in, was cured of whatever disease with which he was afflicted. God made a way for healing to happen for these people through one of his angels. His desire is for us to be well. Jesus walked through this area and brought even more healing. We don't really know why he chose the man he chose above all others, but he did. We don't even know why he didn't heal all of the people because he could have, but he didn't. I suppose we can make the argument that it was the Sabbath and he wanted as little attention and controversy brought to him as possible at that time. If we can take anything away from this, we might consider that the Lord provides for healing in his time and in his way. Jesus healed one man and the pool would heal another. Either way, God sees our need and desires to heal us. The man at the pool had to wait 38 years. So let us be patient with God as he is more than patient with us. Verse 16 says, For this reason the Jews began to persecute, annoy, torment Jesus, and sought to kill him because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. We don't realize how much Jesus was followed, stalked, and persecuted for teaching the word of God. He spends most of the rest of this chapter telling the people they don't recognize him and are not true followers of Moses, because if they really understood the writings of Moses, they would know him. The one encouraging thing he said to the believers, which is also meant for us, is found in verse 24, which says that those who believe in him already have eternal life and are not judged or condemned. We are blessed to have the word to read and speak to our hearts. May we magnify and glorify the Lord. We start the book of Ephesians today. Paul was likely in prison in Rome when he wrote this letter, yet he still encouraged the church. He continued to bless the people, whether he was in prison or a free man. It is quite possible that this letter was circulated through several of the churches Paul had ministered to and wasn't just sent to the Ephesians. Well, let's see what he is teaching in chapter one. Paul starts out with a prayer of grace and peace to the people. He writes that we are chosen by God to know Christ before the foundation of the world. This always amazes me. We don't experience time as the Lord does, but to be chosen to know him before the world was created is hard for me to imagine. We can be extremely thankful the Lord chose us so long ago. Verse 5 says, For he foreordained us, destined us, planned in love for us, to be adopted, revealed as his own children through Jesus Christ, in accordance with the purpose of his will, because it pleased him and was his kind intent. And all of these promises are so that we will praise him for his grace. We are truly blessed. Verse 13 says we are stamped with the seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. How blessed are we to live with the Holy Spirit in our hearts? Truly blessed. Paul writes about how the Holy Spirit is our guarantee of things to come as we inherit the keys to the kingdom. This is great news, my friend. The best news. We can only imagine how wonderful heaven will be as we are filled with the Holy Spirit who shows us the way. Well, let's see what Isaiah can teach us in chapter 11. 
Yesterday, we talked about the Assyrians overtaking the northern part of Israel and all the damage they would do because it was God's plan. Today, we read that in all the destruction, there will grow a new branch out of the root of the tree that was cut down. Israel and Judah will be cut down and left desolate for about 600 years. But God is the God of creation, and he will grow a branch from what appears to be a dead tree. Of course, Isaiah is writing about Jesus here. He writes about the spirit of God resting upon him. The spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. This spirit was upon him and he will rule and judge accordingly. When he comes back to reign, everyone, including animals, will be filled with knowledge and there will be no more danger. For example, the animals will all be herbivores and even children will be able to be in the presence of the most vicious animals because they will be docile. Every nation will seek knowledge. And wherever the Jewish people have been dispersed, they will come together again. Whatever disputes occur will be quickly settled. And if there is disobedience, it will be punished. Chapter 12 reads much like a psalm of praise. We can look forward to the day when we will give thanks to the Lord as his anger is turned away from the world. There will be trust and no fear, as verse 2 says, because the Lord God is my strength and song. Yes, he has become my salvation. Oh, what a day that will be when everyone sings in one voice to the Lord. Before all of this happens, there will be much pain and devastation. But the ultimate plan is for perfect peace and joy to fill the earth as we all give God all the glory he deserves. May our hearts be filled with awe and wonder at God's perfect plan. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 70. David wrote this psalm when he was back on the throne after Absalom's attempt to overthrow him. He was remembering what it was like when he was away from his kingdom. We see he prays for God to deliver him. There are things we need to be delivered from as well. We can be encouraged as we read verse 4, which says, May all those who seek, inquire of, and for you, and require you as their vital need, rejoice and be glad in you. And may those who love your salvation say continually, Let God be magnified. May we praise God knowing he is the great I am, and he deserves our praise. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for showing yourself magnificent as we read your word. Help us come to you with songs of praise instead of just our requests. Help us praise you as you deserve, almighty God. You are the God of the universe and God of our hearts. Keep us yours, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.